hello and welcome to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. My name is Bianca Woolwick and I'm the host. I interview my friends and people that inspire me to figure out if they have the key to life and they feel successful or feel like they don't fit in like I do. Anyway, thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy the episode. Before we begin the episode, I want to highlight something cool that I've seen during quarantine. My friend Dion, he's a bartender in Denver, um, and he, you know, given COVID, a lot of people in service industry no longer have jobs. He's doing something pretty cool. He's giving back to the community by teaching everyone how to make cocktails through his YouTube channel called Bar Keeps Choice. Dion's mission is to make bartending and creating cocktails and the love of cocktail and mixology accessible based on the ingredients you might have in your house. So I'm going to pop the link in the description and I hope you go and support him. And Dion, keep doing what you're doing because I love it. My guest today is Diane Conklin, a business owner based in Atlanta, Georgia. So let's just dig into it. How's it going? Doing great. How about you? Oh, you know, another day in quarantine. <laughs> um, the guest you're hearing, the lovely voice on the other end, is Diane Conklin, and you are listening to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. Diane, would you like to give, like, I know you hate the word in the term elevator pitch, but just like a 30,000 foot overview of like who you are and your background? Sure. So my company is Complete Marketing Systems. Um, dot com. I've been in business for 25 years. Um, I do a lot of um, marketing, a lot of business and marketing strategy kind of work, some done for you things. Basically, what I tell people is, is that wherever you are in your business, um, if you're looking to grow to the next level, we use things like rapid profit acceleration, leverage growth, strategic implementation to really take you um, your business to the next level. So it's a ton of fun. And, you know, I sort of specialize in, in LGBTQ plus businesses in the last few years. I've kind of utilized that niche a little bit, but it's really about how do I help you take your business, um, to the next level. So that's kind of what I do. That's awesome. And so Diane and I have actually never met in person. We have this wonderful thing called the Peloton, which is, you know, the bike that goes nowhere, which creates so many friendships and networking opportunities. And uh, it just so happened that I am in this one group, which is LGBTQ plus allies, um, where Diane is also in that. And I posted about how I started a podcast and was looking for guests because I'm very interested in, um, as an ally myself, but also as someone that suffers immensely from imposter syndrome. I don't know if it's a woman thing or what. I find that in the queer community, um, in the LGBT community, it's a resounding kind of theme that people, I'm not crazy, people feel this way. Um, it's so, a human thing. Yeah, I think it is human to feel like you, you don't fit in, you don't belong, that kind of feeling. But uh, you were just lovely and you agreed to come and be my podcast. And so I'm very excited to like hear your perspective, especially with all of your background in uh, business for sure. Yeah. You know, it's interesting when you get to be old, like I am, you know, you bring a different, uh, <laughs> you have a lot of different perspectives on things. So I certainly have, uh, have that. So. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess, um, out of my own curiosity, have you felt like you're, you're kind of, you said you're just outside of Atlanta. So you're kind of Atlanta Metro. Uh, have you found a strong Peloton community out there? 
You know, what's fun for me is I've had my bike since December 8th. Who's counting, right? We all do that, right? <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I have a master's degree actually in exercise physiology, mm -hmm. exercise science. And I've done bodybuilding and I've trained athletes and I've trained people who needed to lose weight. I've worked in health clubs. I've worked in hospitals. I've worked in wellness facilities. I worked for the federal government, all inside of my health and fitness background. And so it's very interesting you know, when I got the bike, I'm not a big cardio person. I played softball in, at the University of Missouri when I was in college in Division One, and um, I've never liked cardio. And so when I got this bike, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get this bike, and and we'll just see, right? I had another bike, and I didn't use it, but I my, I have a friend who loves her Peloton, and so um, when I got the bike, I was like, oh my goodness, you know, I I love everything about this, and so I sort of started exploring, and there is a pretty strong um, Peloton group here in Atlanta. Of course, as you talked about, we met in the, the LGBT plus ally group. There's individual groups for particular instructors. Mm -hmm. And so I love the community of what Peloton brings because there's a place for everyone. And I'm not a big fan of the main group. Oh, no, um, it is. It's <laughs> big and, and there's just a lot of like opinionated, you know, some people mm -hmm. can just want things just to be, you know, contrarian or excuse my French, buttheads. Um, and there's a lot of that, but you can find these pockets, right? There's a group mm -hmm. for um, people who love their pets and there's a group of XXL women. And there's, so it's just, there's, I'm, I'm a member of the 50 and over group. So the simple answer to your question is, yeah, there's a strong presence here in Atlanta and a, and a great group. Uh, we do some social things as well. I was unable to do the first one that, that they did, but what I love about it is, is that because we're talking about imposter syndrome, right? There is a place um, mm -hmm. for everyone, whether it's that you love a particular instructor or that you happen to be LGBT or you're over 50 or you're an XXL woman or person. It's not just women, yeah. um, whatever. And so whatever interest area you have, um, and I have one particular instructor that I've done like, I don't know, four or five times more rides with this particular person than anyone else. But um, wherever you are in your life and whatever you're experiencing and whatever your preferences are, there's a group for you. And so that's kind of cool. Yeah. And I love that. So for instance, like, um, I'm in a, I'm in a group that is called 5am crew <laughs> and I do not get it up at 5am. Uh, but I am the youngest member of that group. I actually went to New York, uh, with them last year and it was a really great experience. Um, but even being 30 and they're in their forties and their fifties or whatever, and they've got children and I'm, I have a dog, <laughs> you know, I still could find that we relate on this one level, um, of just this fitness bike. And it's, it's nuts. I'm never, I was never a person that worked out. So the reason why I ended up getting the bike was one, we got our tax return two years ago. Who's counting. Right. And two, um, my, I, my husband and I were both paying, he was doing CrossFit. He was paying like 180 bucks a month and he was going maybe twice. And I was paying for a circuit gym. And I was going about five times a week, but it was still even so 170 bucks. And it was a barefoot gym where, you know, like, which was already weird. And my husband got really hurt doing box jumps there with me. I ended up hurting my shoulder. Um, there wasn't a lot of instruction, um, but you had to do the circuit, right? So 36 minutes and it just ends up being 45 minute workout. And uh, I mean, I traded that, those two costs of gym for what, what we got. And my husband never uses the bike. Like he's, he loves cycling, but he has an Android, so it's not really, doesn't really work with his phone as well. Um, and so, and then he's constantly gone, you know, being in the military. So for me, the bike is my savior. Um, yeah. I've ridden it 
1,040 times. I just looked at my count this morning and I was like, oh, I'm about to hit a milestone, I guess. And mm-hmm. I've had it two years. So I, but I agree with you. The, the original Peloton page is just, it's full of trash. It's, it's just negative people. Everyone has a conflicting opinion. Um, there's this, there's this notion that if you do short rides, they don't count. And I don't agree with that because how else would I have gotten a thousand rides? So <laughs> I did a lot of rides, uh, you know, repeated and over and over, but I'd agree. There's, there's definitely a sense of community. I'm in a pillow foodie group. I'm in a pillow cocktails group. <laughs> I'm in uh pillow pets, pillow home, like, and then this LGBTQ one, I ended up joining because I sit on a board of directors for um, a nonprofit or a, a, an organization that helps a nonprofit, um, which is this Mariah, which is Metro Area Real Estate Professionals in San Diego. I mean, the acronym doesn't really work for it, but we mm. basically do a couple of fundraisers a year. Now this year we have to go virtual that help support the LGBTQ center in San Diego's Sunbirth Youth Housing, Youth Housing Project. So I'm very passionate about that and just kind of helping the community in any way I can because I'm all about it. And you know, look, the bottom line is we love, I mean, in our community, we love our allies and we love the people who are, are standing beside us and fighting and, you know, for equality and equity and all of those things. And, you know, as I often say, it's, you know, in order for, for women to get some of the rights that we now have, men had to get involved. And in order for, you know, our, our, our brown and black brothers and sisters to get some of the rights that they, that they currently have, right? We had to, mm-hmm. the human race had to get involved, white people and, and, you know, and other folks. And so I think for, for this particular arena, I mean, in order for us to have true equality and equity, you know, straight people had to get involved. And so it's great that, you know, I, I just think the more unity and the more integration and the more acceptance that we have in the world, whether you necessarily agree or disagree or you believe it's a choice or you were born that way or whatever, the mm-hmm. bottom line is, is that if we just all said, you know what, we're all different, we're entitled to our differences, it doesn't mean that you have to agree or mm-hmm. disagree or voice or whatever, but we can all get along, we can all we can all have this this unified you know, front. We don't have to be enemies. We don't have to hate each other just because we're different. Because let's face it, you know, we all have more alike, are more alike than we are different. And so I think for me, that's kind of the, the, the message. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I was about to say, can you run for president? I would get behind that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, that is such a strong point too. And I think like, as we're about to touch on imposter syndrome, like, I think it's great that, you know, like that you appreciate allies like myself um who are fighting alongside you guys to like get you equality and for me like i identify a lot with lgbt you know in the community and all of that because being a woman i'm marginalized in the workplace i'm making less money i have to fight twice as hard you know and so like if i had to like apply that same thing to like my sexuality like that would just be devastating so i'm very passionate for my you know for my gay men and women in my life that i just want to always do right by them and make sure that the world's a better place because i'm helping them fight for it so yeah you know what's interesting and and i say this a lot but it's so interesting to me you know when you and your husband got married and you you announced your engagement you told your friends and family nobody saw the two of you in bed they saw the two of you at your wedding they saw the two of you having a family or children or or whatever having this amazing life together and growing old right when someone in the 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 gay and lesbian community says to somebody you know my partner and i 
are getting married, my mm -hmm. same sex partner and I are going to get married. Immediately, I think the image that comes up is two people of the same sex. And I probably, I sometimes use the wrong words, same gender, whatever the right terminology is. I'm not always politically correct. Um, they see them in bed. They see them and it's like, it's a totally different image. And, and I'm always interested when this happens because I often say to people, why is it that you don't see me in this relationship with my, with my partner growing old together and doing the exact same things that you would do if you happen to be straight? But it, it's, it's, this, it's an interesting dichotomy. Yeah, I've actually never thought about it that way. And I, I, it makes total sense that that's like what people see or think or do. When I got engaged, though, Diane, uh, people were like, you've been dating how long? <laughs> and then I got married two weeks later and I've been married wow. for three years now. But I mean, even so, I totally get your point. And that makes a lot of sense. I've actually never thought of it that way, but I definitely kind of can see see that. And I just think it's it lends to more people just needing to just be okay with everything. Because I mean, we all just want the same thing. We all want to be loved. We all want to be free to love who we love and be free to, you know, make those decisions. Because if you want to, I mean, marriage isn't a cakewalk, but if you want to be married, right. I say go for it, you know? <laughs> okay. So um, you definitely identified with this topic of imposter syndrome. Um, and I'm really curious to hear your perspective on it being that you've had, I mean, you, you've definitely been telling me like where you've been in life and the, the jobs you've held and the things you've done. You've got a very, big wealth of experience, you know, behind you. So I'm just curious, like, do you feel like you suffer from imposter syndrome at your age or, um, in what day, in what ways does it affect you and what does it mean to you? Well, you know, it's an interesting topic for me because I see it on so many levels and, and, and I'm, I used to be surprised by it. I'm not anymore. And so I think the last time that I really was surprised by it, I was sitting in a, in a mastermind with about, I don't know, there are probably 20 people, something like that and um all very successful all people making six seven figures in their businesses with teams and and offices and 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 doing what most of us would think of as very well you know doing well um to include me and i'm sitting there and and somebody asked the question somebody who was doing very well said to the to the the group organizer um you know my biggest fear is what if they find out and the mentor in the group said find out what and, she, and the gal said, what if they find out that I don't have all the answers and that maybe I'm not as good as they think I am? And four people in the group immediately said, oh, my God, I'm so glad someone else feels this way. Or, oh, my goodness, I thought I was the only one. And it was this domino effect. And I thought to myself, wow, right? We all have it. We all have this imposter syndrome in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. And we don't always express it because we don't always feel safe expressing it, right? right? And and what's interesting is we look at things from the outside and we mm -hmm. think, oh, that person has this amazing right. life. Or, or we look on Facebook, right? Fake book. And we see, you know, all of these amazing trips that people are taking and all of these things. And we, we assume we know something about their lives. And what's interesting about this to me is that it is a, you know, we were, you said in the beginning, you know, it's a, it's a human thing. It's not a woman thing. It's not a gay thing. It's not, it's a human thing because we all have doubts and we have doubts because we compare ourselves to other people, whether that's a fair comparison or not, mm -hmm. isn't always the fact. And so there's a quote and I'm going to screw it up, but essentially it says, stop comparing your behind the scenes footage 
with everyone else's highlight reel. <laughs> I like that. And, and that's what we do, right? And so yeah. it's, it's interesting for me, like I grew up on a 75 acre farm in rural Ohio. And, um, you know, back in, you know, as you know, I'm, I'm 56 as we're recording this. And so back in the seventies, you know, and I graduated high school in 81. So growing up kind of in that seventies realm, you didn't see other gay people. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't really identify. There's some people who say, yeah, I knew when I was three. I'm like, God, I don't even know what I was doing when I was three. But I didn't necessarily identify that that's what it was, but I always felt different. And mm -hmm. part of it was growing up on a farm, right? It wasn't like we had a lot of people around where I could walk to the friend's house or whatever. And we had responsibilities. I was always an athlete. So I was always part of teams in high school and college. And yet there was still this piece of me that always felt different, always felt like, you know, I didn't fit in. And to some degree, there, there's still that, right, in, in different situations. And, and I think what we learn to do is cope with, um, you know, you're not gay enough or you're not, you know, you're in a straight organization and do you come out, do you not come out? You know, obviously you can see that I'm a woman and, you know, you may or may not figure out that I'm a lesbian, but that's a would be an assumption, right? The, the woman part is pretty obvious with these, you know, whatever, I won't go there, but, um, <laughs> and so it's easy when we may start to make what we think of as comparisons to now feel less than. Right. <clears throat> and then that's actually something that continues to come up as I've had some people that I've in these conversations say like, you know, I, I asked like, for instance, the, the episode that <clears throat> came out as this will air, before you, the week before you, um, my friend is a bisexual man of faith and he was a musician and he was looking at the, these more successful musicians he was opening for. And he says, you know, wow, like I just, how did you get where you are? Like, and they said, no, this isn't, you know, this is the behind the scenes, you know, let us know if, if we seem successful because we don't feel successful. So it's interesting that even in, um, places. Uh, I've got a friend that's a Broadway star. She feels this way. I've got friends that um, are very successful outwardly looking. And it, it's the same thing. I mean, we all do tend to compare ourselves. And in the days of social media and all of this, like, for instance, Instagram, like, you know, it, it, it's just, it's, it's all pretty much fake because you're just showing what you think people want to see. And the day-to-day -day and the reality is, is everyone has their, you know, just woke up looking like they got hit by a truck look and it's well, just and you know, you know, normal. Yeah. And here's the thing. It's not so much that it's fake, but it's, it's, you're seeing one aspect, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're seeing the best of me. You're seeing me. I mean, it's just like when I agreed to do this podcast with you, right? I said, is it audio or video? Cause I'm sitting <laughs> here right now in a, you know, a long sleeve t-shirt and a, pair baggy old pair of jeans with no makeup on and you know my hair undone well I wouldn't have done that if this were video and so right. that mean that 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 it's fake no it's not fake it's just one aspect of mm -hmm. me out of the hundreds that there are right right and so we put our best foot forward and that's all we see but we on the outside don't we don't rationalize that we don't look at it and say okay they're showing us what their best is right and right. I think one of the things that we love about certain people is 
and certainly this relates to the Peloton, is while we see them maybe on the bike or in, in, in that spot in life as, you know, they're made up and their hair is, is done and all that, we also get to see the non-makeup and the sweaty and the, mm -hmm. you know, the imperfections. And I think right. we love people who do that and who let us see into those sides of their lives because it makes them more relatable. It, it makes us feel like, oh, they're just like me. Right. Um, it's, it's interesting. I'm reading a book right now. Um, it's called how to be here. It's by a, a, the author's name is Rob Bell. And he talks about this concept and I'm going to mispronounce it, but it's, I think it's a key, a key It's I K I G A I. And essentially what it is, is he talks about this as your sense of, you know, when you wake up in the morning, um, you have this feeling of the, the day is ahead of you and that you're going to have these new experiences and, and that you're looking forward to all these things that you're, it's sort of, it's a Japanese word. And it's this whole thing about your sense of your reason for being right. It's your destiny, your path, your, your vocation sometimes, but it's that sense of your, your sense of being. Mm -hmm. And as I've been reading this book, it's interesting because he talks about this in the book, but this whole imposter syndrome and how we feel, about things and, and it's the comparison thing, um, which is always going to be a no win game for you. Right. Cause you can always find somebody better. Right. I think, um, I, I, I think that's a great point. That actually sounds like a really interesting book. I'm probably going to have to <laughs> buy myself a copy now, but, um, I think there is, not to pull the whole age thing into comparison or anything like that, but I, I, I'm noticing among, so I'm, I'm a millennial and I'm noticing among my millennial friend group as we're aging and life is changing and they're having kids and this and that with this tandem of social media. And then this feeling of kind of, you know, like when we, when I graduated college, there were no jobs. Um, I interned a bunch and then finally, you know, someone hired me and the rest is, a very weird, curvy, windy road, but I feel like <clears throat> my parent, like my dad, he's an engineer and it's like, he went to college for that, got hired, has consistently kept a steady job and has constantly, you know, stayed at companies for years and years and years. And I, I think there's a, something to be said about kind of the generation and how the workforce is kind of changing that kind of feeling of success, uh, at least for the people in my age group because we don't know how to measure it anymore because things are changing so rapidly and consistently. So I think we just sit there and self-sabotage and compare ourselves to each other. Yeah. And you know, I mean, look, the, the bottom line is the days of, of going to college or getting out of high school mm -hmm. or the military or whatever, and, you know, working for a company for 30 years and walking away with your gold mm -hmm. watch and, and your retirement <laughs> are kind of gone. I mean, there are right. still people who, who do that, but it's not the norm anymore. And right. I think, so many times what we do is we, we have these, these standards, if you will, or these, these ideas about, you know, what's right or what's wrong or how things should be. And we, we bump those standards forward as, and I'm not talking about doing right and wrong. I'm not talking mm -hmm. about, you know, being honest and, and, you know, that kind of thing, but we have this standard of what we think is supposed to be. And we, we mistakenly sort of throw that standard on the next generation when right. the fact of the matter is, is that all we know in life that is consistent is change. Right. And so we know that we're, that things are going to change. We know things are going to be different. And yet we hold this 
some this arbitrary standard up like it's always going to be this way. Well, it's not always going to be that way, right? I mean, look at look at anything. How, look how cars have changed. Look how houses have changed. Look mm -hmm. how, you know, whatever. And I mean, we're about to, I mean, as we're recording this, right, we're in the middle of quarantine and, and this virus mm -hmm. and all of that. And so what's going to happen as we move out of this, whenever that is, is it's things aren't going to go back to quote normal again. Mm -hmm. Things are going to go back to a new normal. Right. Um, and none of us know what that looks like, but we know it's not going to be the same, just like it wasn't the same after the last recession, just like it wasn't the same after 9-11. You know, there's all sorts of things. I mean, if you're, if you're older than 20, there's been something in your life that has created big change in the world since you've been alive. Right. And what happens is people look at it and say, oh my goodness, you know, we lost this and we lost that. And these businesses are, are, you know, not doing well anymore. What we don't look at is say, what are the new things that are going to happen? What are the new businesses that are going to come out of this? Um, and I'm having this conversation right now with a lot of my clients because, yeah. you know, I've been talking to them about this, where we are right now for the last few months saying, look, you guys need to figure out this is coming. How are you going to modify? What are you going to do now? How are you going to adjust to this? Um, and I said to somebody the other day, I walked into the bank and, and the guy's at the teller machine and he's poking the, you know, the numbers in. And I said, someone's going to develop a virtual um, system whereby I can punch those numbers in without touching anything. Right. You know, somebody's going to develop an ultrasonic way for me to clean my <laughs> cell phone. I mean, you know, food, the food industry is going to change because of this, you know, going to making purchases right now, you go to you go get groceries. What do you do with your credit card? You stick it in the machine. Well, that's dirty, right? Somebody's going to come up with, and yeah, we have Apple pay, but somebody's going to come up with a way for us to pay for things without touching anything. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all like a really interesting. And I'm, I'm, I guess like in some ways I'm pretty excited about the new normal in terms of like, this is going to be a big push towards a lot more, hopefully automation um, in terms of how we do things. Cause you're right. Like, why are we sticking our credit card in a machine? <laughs> you know, it's, it, that is pretty dirty. Or, you know, why are we punching into the ATM? You know, why, why is there not a way to verify? And someone will think about it. And if anything, COVID's just going to accelerate the process. Yeah, just like 9-11, right? I mean, yeah. think about it. We have an entire, look, that wasn't, there was, there's nothing good about 9-11. That's not mm -hmm. what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So please don't take that as, as that. But look at what happened. I mean, good, bad, or indifferent, we have a whole new government agency called the TSA because of mm -hmm. what happened there you know, the security at airports, the security in all kinds of places changed. There were all sorts of new industries, you know, the way we go through metal detectors, um, all kinds of things that changed based on that event. It's the same thing is going to happen here. And yeah. so, um, you know, how do you adjust and adapt to that? It, yeah. It, so how are your clients, um, how are you recommending that your clients adjust or are they making any changes right now? Oh yeah. And it's amazing. I mean, even, um, I've got a whole slew of different kinds of clients, but I have a, a client who's a caterer and think about it. Right. I mean, you would yeah. think that he would be out of business right now. And I've been talking to him for about, we laughed about this. I talked to him this morning, six months ago, I said to him, you should develop 
a meal delivery system where you deliver, like I would totally pay for this, right? I come home right. from the gym, it's seven, 7.30. If I had a, a meal in the refrigerator or the freezer that I could just pop in the mm -hmm. microwave that was healthy and all that, I would do that every night. You know, I'm yeah. single, it's just me. Um, I said, you need to be developing this. Well, he drug his feet and drug his feet and drug his feet. And as we started talking about, you know, these things that are gonna happen, um, I said to him, this is the time. And so literally in two weeks time, he has developed a company called Curbside Cuisines and he's making meals and dinners and he's got all sorts of fun. He's got this macaroni and cheese thing that he's doing and he's doing taco bars and he's doing date night things and oh, all sorts great. of fun. Yeah. We've developed now a birthday celebration. He's Aww. about to do one for anniversary and graduation because that's coming up Mother's Day. Um, so he's developed a whole new arm to his business, literally mm -hmm. in about two weeks. That's, that's incredible. And I, 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 tell, I tell people constantly that if you're not coming out of COVID more, a better human, more creative, you know, just in general, just better, kinder, more generous, good, all of those things, then I don't know if I can be friends with people that aren't doing that, you know? And so I'm, I'm going to be, I'm a person that always looks at things from the marketing perspective. My background's marketing. I was a marketing director was my most recent position. So for me, I look at how a brand is positioning themselves on COVID. And if it's sell, 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 and there's no empathy or human tone, um, then I'm actually blacklisting that company from my things I use. Fortunately, most of the stuff I'm, I'm, I'm definitely giving more back more to small businesses. Um, I've got, you know, bartender friends that I'll tip here and there and I'm trying to shop local and as local as I can, because I want the businesses in my town of San Diego to do well. The ones that I go to, there's a really great vintage shop. She's selling, she's doing like live selling on on Instagram every Thursday and it's a different theme. And I mean, like she's, she's basically able to sell and sell nationwide now, which is pretty cool. So you got to do something creative, right. To keep your business going. I think that's amazing that you had the foresight to kind of tell your clients, Hey, like this is going to happen. How are we going to weather the storm? Well, and you know, it's interesting because paradigm shift, right? I have a, um, a really good friend whose husband is a personal private personal trainer and he has a private studio. And his thing always was, I'm not ever doing anything online. I'm never, never training anyone virtually because mm -hmm. a good personal trainer has to be hands-on and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, now we've got the separation thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so he's completely shifted his paradigm because he's had to, right? Mm -hmm. And certainly there are ways to do that. Um, but it's interesting how we change the way we think about things based on the circumstances and situations you know I've got mm -hmm. um, three people that are clients of mine that are in sort of the sewing quilting kind of industry and so um, and three very different things have happened right mm -hmm. one has kind of jumped on the bandwagon with the masks and all of that one is doing classes online and one who's had a, a continuity kind of program of you know every month she sends something out is mm -hmm. growing like crazy right now so it's just an interesting um, and they all three had very different reactions. And so part of what I'm doing now is, is really making myself available even more um, than I ever have with mm -hmm. my clients because that's what they need right now. People need this sense of community. We need this sense of there's somebody out there that I can, you know, talk to yeah. and, and throw these things across. But, you know, it's an interesting time because, you know, you, you mentioned 
people who are sell, sell, selling. I got into a little bit of a debate the other day on Facebook with somebody locally here that was, um, somebody had masks and, and gloves and they were selling them for probably higher than what they might have or what you could probably find some on Amazon or whatever, but it wasn't an astronomical, it wasn't, they certainly weren't price gouging. Right. And um, somebody came on and said, you shouldn't be charging for healthcare things during this time. And I, I laughed and I said, well, you know, why? When you go to the grocery store, do you tell them people need food during this time and so you shouldn't be charging us? It, it's an interesting, you know, people have these ideas about what we should and shouldn't be doing. And, you know, this world in the United States was built on small businesses. And people don't always understand that as a business owner, we have overhead and, you know, we have families and we have bills and expenses and things that we have to pay for too. And, and part of being in business is, is shifting and changing and, and, you know, your perspective and what you're doing in order to continue to do those things. And so it's just an interesting time and, and, and people's ideas and things um, are definitely shifting as we, as we move through this. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting time. Um, and I guess this kind of dovetails into my next question um, about success, you know, as you're talking about your clients and making sure they're successful and stuff. Um, and then you as a business owner, uh, do you feel successful? Depends on the day, right? I mean, <laughs> it's like everything else, right? Do you have imposter syndrome? Well, you know, I'm feeling pretty good today, but tomorrow, you know, might, maybe yesterday mm -hmm. I might have. So, you know, everybody defines success differently. And I think, again, we talked about these, these sort of categories that we have in our lives. And, and I think, you know, if you look from a business perspective, um, as opposed to a personal or a relationship or whatever, the, the answer may be different and, and different on different days. But, you know, if you ask me generally overall, um, I don't know that I would say, you know, yeah, I'm this huge success. Um, I think I've, I've gone farther and done things and been more successful than, than I probably ever thought I would as that little girl growing up. I'm mean, certainly in a different place um, in places that I never thought I would be, you know, than that little girl growing up in on that 75 acre farm, um, you know, in Ohio. Um, and as I often say, you can take the girl, the, the girl out of the farm, but you can't take the farm out of the girl, but, <laughs> <laughs> and that's both good and bad, but you know, overall, I mean, are there things that I would do differently? Are there things that I wish that were different in my life? Absolutely. But I don't live with regret. And, and yeah. I think that's the key is, you know, I am where I am and I am where I am because of the choices I've made and I have to take responsibility for that. Good, bad, and, and you know, good, bad, indifferent, ugly, whatever it is. And so um, I'm content. And that doesn't mean that I stay where I am. It means that I continue every day to, to grow and to, to get better and to help more people and, and to do better things in the world so that I can leave my legacy, which is important to me. Um, I'm not sure I answered your question with a <laughs> yes or no, but that's my answer. <laughs> well, I think that's great. And I, I really appreciate your perspective on that. And, you know, I think like we all, the choices we make in life, I agree, good, bad, ugly, you know, they are our choices. They do kind of get us to where we need to go and, and where we need to be ideally. But I, I think that's a really great perspective. So kind of, we've touched on imposter syndrome and success and all of that. I think that, you know, we're good there. So let's move on to more fun things. Um, so every week I like to ask my guests, um, what's one thing that you're fanatical about and why I'll go first. I'm obsessed with DJ John Michael, who is the DJ of Peloton. Mm -hmm. I, he, every day during quarantine, 
he's been doing a COVID disco. I watched that. COVID disco? Yeah, we'll go COVID disco. And he does it at 6 p.m. Eastern on Instagram Live, and he just spins records for an hour, and it's so good. It, I stop whatever I'm doing and I listen to it every single day and I throw it on my speaker and I just dance for an hour. And like, it just makes me feel so much better, so much more grounded. And so DJ John Michael, thank you. I know you're not listening to this, but thank you. <laughs> so yeah. What about you? You know, that's interesting. I didn't know that he was doing that mm-hmm. actually until yesterday and I saw somebody post about it and I was like, what in the world? So, um, <laughs> You know, I'm. It's funny because I'm in my. I I'm, I'm in my routine, right? I'm still working every day. I'm still at my desk every day. I'm still, you know, I feed the dogs at 4:30, and then I change my clothes and I do some kind of workout, and you know, so it's interesting for me. Sometimes I'm a little um, disconnected from things, but you know, I think for me, the, the, the fanatical is a word that I don't always, um, I don't always relate to. But I think for me, the thing that I would say is um, it's the, it's the routine right now. It's, mm-hmm. it's me being, you know, continuing to do the things that I do and sort of the motto right now is do what you do best. And mm-hmm. what I do best is problem solve. It's one of my, it's one of my, one of the things I, that I just have always been really good at. And so, um, I'm really focusing right now on, on this piece of, so I started last January, not the, not January, 2020, but January, 2019, um, and I made the decision that I was going to get back into shape and, and working out and doing things. And so last year out of 365 days, I don't have it in front of me, but I worked out, I think it was 330 something days, wow. 28 days, something, somewhere in that neighborhood. I did something. Um, and so I've kind of continued to do that. And so this has, this whole part of the bike and having the Peloton is that, um, and so I've been off a little bit. I was way off in March because in the middle of this nonsense, um, I had to move mm-hmm. long story, but, um, and so I biked a little bit less. And so for me getting back into my routine of lifting four days a week and doing something cardio, um, at least four days a week, um, which means I'm probably working out five to six days a week and taking, yeah. you know, a, a day off, um, is really, that's my fanatical thing for a couple mm-hmm. of reasons. Um, it helps me maintain my weight. It helps me, my moods. It just helps me feel better about life and things in general. Um, and again, it, it's the discipline of, that's a big word for me. I know it's not very popular with most people, but the discipline of knowing that I'm doing something. And again, I, like I said, I'm 56 years old. So, you know, knowing that I'm taking care of and, and, and still having that and, and doing the things that I need to do for me only allows me to be better in every other aspect of my life. And so that's just, and and I'll tell you, one of the things that I miss the most right now um, is the, you were talking about you guys paying for gym memberships. I'm still a member at Planet Fitness Mm -hmm. and I miss going to the gym um, because that was my social, right? I live alone. I work on myself. You know, I'm here. I mean, I've got the dogs, but you know, thank God they don't talk back. (laughs) Um, But that physical, like going to the gym and knowing that, you know, these two guys were going to be there every day and I was going to get a hug and that, you know, I've got a a friend that's a former police officer here and, and he and I are picking at each other and having fun and laughing and, you know, that piece. Um, But having the routine of knowing that I'm going to be doing my workouts and and all of that um, helps me because again, right. the most important, this is, don't freak out, 
the most important six inches is the six inches between your ears. <laughs> and so you've got to do whatever it is to keep that six inches in that positive mode, in that, you know, in the, in the, the realm of keeping it away from the imposter syndrome, right. and the positivity. And for some of us, that's physical. For some people, it's a, it's a walk in nature. For some people, it's a, it's a shower, it's water, it's, you know, it's color. It's for some people, it's art. And so find the thing that you do or the thing that, that nourishes you, if you will, and be fanatical about that, especially during, you know, times that are, that are uncertain. So um, again, I'm not sure I gave you a, a, the directest answer. <laughs> no, again, I love that. I think that that is awesome. And I am bummed for a lot of my friends that have gym memberships, although I have used my, my referral code is almost out at this point. It's oh, wow. been used three or four times through COVID and I don't want any of the merchandise right now, but, um, I have about two, 300 bucks sitting in Peloton boutique credit, but you're right. Like you have the bike and there, but there is, a, there's a level of community, but it's not the same. Yeah. Um, but I hope that very soon you'll be able to get back there and, and, you know, see your friends and get back into that routine. Cause I, I do, I do think about that because right now I'm alone. And so day in, day out, it's me, my dog, my bike, you know? So, yeah. so I'm like, uh, for me, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm an extrovert. So it's very hard for me right now. I haven't had a hug. Uh, I saw my in-laws this last weekend. I, I went up to see them because they were strictly self-quarantining and I was strictly self-quarantining. So I went up and we had Passover and Easter and it was just the three of us and it was really lovely. Um, but even so they didn't give me a hug because they didn't want to get six feet from me. <laughs> but I, and I was just like, dang, like I just miss people <laughs> so much. So grocery store for me right now is the only time that I feel like I'm actually <laughs> right. like a, I'm, a, I'm doing something essential. And then I like, I have, you know, I know all the cashiers cause we live in a small community um, just outside of San Diego and San Diego County. So it's, but it's, it's hard. It's hard when that's like your social thing now. And I found out that all of my activities are not essential, <laughs> you know, <laughs> bars and restaurants and, and uh, gosh, I miss, I miss uh, Hillcrest so much. And, you know, you know, Sunday fun days with my friends where we'd sit and we'd have bottomless brunch at one bar and then we'd go up the street and just kind of hit other bars and it would be a beautiful day. And, uh, I, I it's hard cause you know, I don't know when or if that's ever going to be a new normal. Right. You know, and it's like, you look back and you're like, dang, like we're so close in proximity to one another. We touched all these things. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, and I think it too, it, you know, it gives you a, a different appreciation for, um, those things, right? I mean, I, it's interesting for me because, you know, one of the great things about my businesses is that you start off being business associates and some of my best friends are now people that I've met um, through, you know, business kinds of things. And so I often say to people, while I, I don't, I'm not the person who has, you know, hundreds of friends, I've got that sort of core five or six, you know, people, um, and they're all over the country. And so it's, you know, there are some things that are different, um, and yet it's that connection piece, right. That, that mm -hmm. I think so many of us, so many of us miss, but you know, it, it's interesting too. I talked about the book. So one of the things that I've been fanatical about sort of my whole life mm -hmm. is reading. Mm -hmm. Um, I told you, I just moved, I think I moved 26 boxes of books. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. The movers love me. That's down from 52 when I moved two years ago. <laughs> 
Um, so that does tell you something, but, but I love because it take you know, even though reading a book can't fill in for the touch and the, the, the human piece, reading a book can take you anywhere you want to go. Yeah. Right. It can take you on any kind of journey, whether you want to travel to a different, you know, place in the world, whether you want to travel and get to know the insides. I'm listening to, um, Alicia Keys new book right now on mm -hmm. audible. And I bought the book and then I was like, I love her voice. So let me, <laughs> she actually read it and she did. So I'm listening to it, but you know, just that, right. I mean, you, it can transport you into like, almost like her life because that's what she's going through in the book. And so, um, that is definitely something I'll tell you that I, the, the, that's probably fanatical for me are, are, are books and learning. I love that. Uh, so I just got a Roomba, a couple at this point, it'll be a bit a month or so. Uh, and, uh, I couldn't, you, you can name your Roomba and, uh, I was a PBS kid. I grew up watching reading rainbow and I named our Roomba LeVar Burton because it has a self-cleaning, like it can dock back into the enterprise, so to speak. And I was like, well, he was in Star Trek. <laughs> and dang it's me my dog and lavar burton and we're just loving it <laughs> that thing is it's so funny it's like the roomba is just so funny but i you know i loved reading rainbow and a lot of the reason i'm such a strong reader was because i watched pbs's reading rainbow like crazy and i would go get those books that they were talking about and i continued to read um, my dad would take me to the library like every single weekend growing up as a kid. So I have a very fond appreciation for books. I've kind of fell out of practice, but this new normal, I'm actually finding that I'm reading more than I ever have in a long time because I don't, I just, I'm forcing myself to do it so that I'm back in that habit so that when life quote unquote resumes, I'm still learning like you said, and making sure that I'm keeping my brain sharp and I'm a, I'm a useless wealth of knowledge. I always say I'm great at bar trivia. No one's bad at bar trivia. And the reason why no one's bad is because we all retain information differently. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I, so I love that. And, um, I think that's great. And I mean, offline, I'd love to get some, uh, some book requests or book, sure. book, uh, yeah. book recommendations. Absolutely. We'll move on to the other fun question, which is, what is one or a few unpopular opinions you have? Uh, my example is that um, cantaloupe is trash. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I tend to be a bit of a contrarian. And so um, I have, <laughs> I tend to have a lot of these, but you know, one of the things inside of our community um, that is sometimes an unpopular opinion is that is what I said earlier, right? I mean, just because you disagree with someone, just because you're politically have a different view, um, whether pick the topic, right? Whether it's the president, whether it's gun control, whether it's, you know, whether we should make, um, you know, pot legal, whether it's the marriage equity, whatever the thing is, right? Is, is, just because somebody doesn't agree with your opinion or your idea doesn't mean that you can't still love and be friends with them. Mm -hmm. And that's a really unpopular opinion these days. <laughs> it really is. But, you know, it's interesting. My best friend, um, her husband is, you know, relatively conservative. I won't use, I won't use right wing because I hate all that right and left mm -hmm. and all that mm -hmm. stuff. But he's a conservative dude. I'm pretty conservative, um, really. But he and I differ on a lot of the social kinds of things. And yet, there's nothing in the world that he wouldn't do for me. 
I mean, it's, it's, we're family. I mean, he loves me. I love him. Um, and we're allowed, we've agreed in our lives to agree to disagree. His wife yeah. is one of my best friends. Um, their daughter calls me aunt and, and that's what she refers to me as so much so that she did a school project and included me in the family tree as her aunt Diane. Um, and Aww. so I, I would never, I never want to lose that special relationship that I have with any of the three of them because he and I disagree. Right. Uh, the wife and I disagree on things, important things, things that are important to me, but they're also important to them. And so to me, it's not about trying to change someone's opinion. Mm -hmm. It's about, can I have a dialogue with this person and do we listen to one another? Because quite frankly, I love listening to him talk about why he feels the way he feels because he does have good reasons that make sense on some level. And so the way I look at it is I can think differently. I can look at a different aspect of something. I don't have to change my opinion. I don't have to agree with him, but I can still love him and call him my friend and, and, and call him family. And that's not a very popular opinion in today's world. <laughs> Well, I always say, I mean, especially as becoming a podcast, you know, host and I, I've, oh, but I've always felt this way, similar to you, where it's like, we can agree to disagree, but I'm still, you know, your best friend or I'm still whatever. I mean, no one, no two people are going to have the same opinions on everything. Right. I have some crazy, stupid opinions about things, um, that are very polarizing, but that's just us as humans. We all kind of are, think that way, but I always tell people like, you can share your unpopular opinion with me and I don't care what it is because I'm still going to be your friend outside of it right um as long as it's not marginalizing someone or, or something where I'm like okay like that's that you know but even so I'm willing to hear their side of it regardless of whether or not I agree yeah. so I think that's awesome that that's you know the attitude that you carry and I, and I don't think it's an unpopular opinion I think it's I think it's a it's a good position to have because more people need to be thinking that way, especially as we're in an election year and not to get political, you know, like we have to be able to see all sides of things. We can't just be polarized one way or the other. Um, so I think that's a really great attitude to have. And I'm, you know, that the, the hearing the uh, family tree thing just really warmed my heart. Um, reminds me of family friends we had growing up that, you know, were like uncles and aunts to me and just, yeah. that really just made my heart sing. So on that note, what you know i know right now it's crazy it's a fluid disease you know it's 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 nuts but what is making you happy in the world or how are you finding the joy so you know i think that's a choice that we make every day you know what i mean like people are in this mode of of and i've been on, on coaching calls the last two days and people are in this mode of oh you know geez it's an okay day or or whatever mm -hmm. and i'm like well you get to choose that, right? I mean, I, I get to choose every day how I respond to things. I get to choose whether it's a positive day or a negative day. Um, you know, so, so it, it's an interesting question because there's, a, there's a hundred things that could make me happy today, right? I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at my little, my 15 year old Corgi sound asleep under the desk, uh -huh. you know, with his little tongue hanging out. That makes me happy in this moment because he's still with me. You know, I'm on borrowed time with him. He's 15. Um, you know, I'm sitting here looking outside and the sun is shining. It's a, it's a beautiful, gorgeous day, a little crisp, but it's a beautiful, gorgeous day. That makes me happy. Um, I'm getting ready for an event May 7th and 8th. It's now going to be virtual. 
I didn't have to cancel that event during this time because I have this thing called a Zoom platform and that's mm -hmm. how I'm going to have it. And so that makes me happy that I didn't, you know, th the fact that I have these choices and that I have the ability to look at things however I want to look at things. Um, and that's not always easy. And that's, look, that's not me being Pollyanna. So please don't mm -hmm. take that as that. I have bad days. I have crappy days. Mm -hmm. I have you know, days when I say to myself, that's it, I'm done, I'm quitting, I'm not doing this business anymore, I'm gonna go get a job. That happens at least once or twice a year. And then I wake up the next morning and I say, nobody would have you, you better sit your butt down at your desk and get back to work. Um, and so, you know, it's it's not a Pollyanna, it's not every day isn't, isn't peaches and cream and, and all of that, but we all have things that we go through. And I think, you know, looking at it and being able to respond to things and, and choosing, right? I have a, I have two, two journals on my desk. Um, one is a gratitude journal that I try to do at least five things that I'm grateful for every morning before I start to work. And the other one is what did I accomplish? And so it's on the edge of the desk as I walk out of my office every day. What are three to five things that I accomplished or got done today? And sometimes it's, I made my bed, you know, it's, it's not always some big business thing. Um, but I also, I journal in the evenings usually. And the last thing that I do in my journal before I go to bed is try to find three to five things again that I'm grateful for. And look, sometimes it's the dog. Sometimes it's, I have a nice pen to write with, you know? Um, but I think that piece just gives you a little bit of a, of a different perspective. Um, and what's the old saying? You're about as happy as you decide to be. Um, again, life isn't perfect, right? I mean, you ask a little bit ago, I mean, I, I would love to be, you know, in a partnership in a relationship. I'd love to be married right now. Um, but it's not in the cards at this moment. And so, you know, I can sit around and I did for a while. Let me just be honest. You know, I did, did this whole, you're 56 years old and you're renting a house and you can't keep a relationship and what the hell's the matter with you and your business isn't where you want it to be. And you know what? All of those things are true. And so is the opposite. I'm 56 and I'm single, which means I can do whatever I want to do when I want to do it with who I want to do it for however long I want to do it with, as long as I have the money to do it. Right. And you know, your business, the whole point of being in business is to continue to grow for me, right? Not everybody, but for me, it's to continue to grow and make changes and help people and, and all of that. And so, you know, there's that 50, 50, is the glass half full or is it half empty? I don't know. Mm -hmm. it, it has water in it. I think that's a great perspective and attitude to have. And I really like the idea of journaling. I might start doing that myself. It sounds like it's, you know, pretty good way to kind of you know, hey, I got up and I put pants on, you know, like we it's did something. Cathartic. Yeah, I like that. And I think, I think that more people should probably feel that way. I mean, I know for me personally, like, yes, I got laid off. Um, yes, I'm doing nothing essentially, but I started this podcast because I wanted to keep creative. And um, I, you know, it, it is a podcast about imposter syndrome and I was very nervous to launch it, but now I feel really confident about it and what I'm saying and the message that's happening with it. And so I just kind of, I take that as a win. It's like, yeah, I don't have a job right now, but I'm doing something that I feel like has meaning. So that makes me really happy right now. And that's what it's about, right? I mean, yeah, there's, you know, we all go through these things and, and again, you know, again, it's not about being Pollyanna. It's not about you know, oh, everything's peachy. It's not about being inauthentic and saying, you know, how you doing? Oh, it's great. You know, that's always your answer. That's, that's not what it's about, but it's about trying to find something that's a grain or a nugget or a, a, a ray of sunshine that you can take and grab a hold of and grow that.
Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've come to the end of this lovely discussion. I've really enjoyed your perspective. I've loved kind of hearing about your background and how you're helping your current clients and all of that. I think it's awesome. I'm excited to kind of hear more about it, um, you know, because now that you've been a podcast guest, you're now my friend. So, <laughs> um, but uh, do you have anything that you'd like to promote and some parting words? You know, my parting words would just be, you know, have more fun, you know, take things a little lighter if you can. I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty serious kind of gal and, and I get it, but you know, have, have some fun, you know, go, you know, during this time, if you can't be with people, pick up the phone, don't text, mm -hmm. don't get on whatever, pick up the phone and say, hi, how you doing? I mean, like really, how you doing? You know, how you feeling kind of thing. Um, you know, if, if you want to contact with, get in touch with me, it's pretty easy. It's Diane Conklin on mm -hmm. social media. If you want to check out my website, um, completemarketingsystems.com is, is, is my main site. I'm doing, if you're a business owner um, and you're looking to grow your business, I'm doing an event the 7th and 8th of May. It's going to be a virtual event. It's called coursesandcontinuity.com. It's two ways that you can really recession-proof and economic-proof your business no matter what's going on in the world. Um, every business could have some sort of course and some sort of continuity kind of program. And so I'm going to be teaching a lot about how to do that. Um, I've helped people go from to six figures in as little as 90 days, seven figures in a, in a year. I've done that multiple times with these kind of programs. So if you're interested in that, if you just go to coursesandcontinuity.com, um, there's information there and, and easy to get in touch with. Send me a message, send me, a, send me an email. That information's all on the website. So I appreciate very yeah. much. Um, you know, the time and the, the, the having the, the, you know, this time with you and, yeah. and access to your folks and, and, and being on. So thank you very much. Yeah. For and I'm going to put all of Diane's contact information, including the event. I will make sure this episode is released right before it so that, you know, you can get an extra edge. Um, but yeah, thank you, Diane. I really appreciated our conversation. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, I hope you have a lovely day. Thanks. You too. Thank you for listening to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. If you like what you hear, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and give us a little rating. And if you're interested in becoming a guest, please reach out to me by using one of the links to the podcast social media in the description. Thanks everyone and have a great day.